Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Against the Current A, the Chosen Podcast. I am your host, as always, E. Lie Hollingsworth, and we're back with another episode of Against the Current. Um, and today we have a very special episode uh, because the live stream for tonight, the Chosen Global Live Stream uh, Season Three kickoff, uh, Chosen uh, pff, Extravaganza, whatever you want to call it. Uh, just finished, and we and uh, we have some stuff to talk about. So you might as well uh, sit back, relax, and uh, pull up a chair, put on your headphones, or go do some chores around the house or something. Whatever you do while you listen to podcast, uh, because we got a special episode for you today. So um, first of all, I just want to mention something real quick. So since it's been a while since I've seen you, or since you have heard me. Uh, there have been some stirrings in the chosen community. Uh, speaking of which, we're internet speaking of which. What I'm talking about is the screw tape campaign, or the devil campaign, or the chosen is not good, or whatever uh, you can identify with as the name of this campaign that has been started by the chosen, which is kind of a satire thing, uh, which is the devil trying to get his minions to give ways that they can stop people from watching the chosen. Uh, and kind of being a satire or reverse psychology play on words of them uh, revealing how the chosen is good essentially uh, by saying oh it's not it's not good for this this and this that shows how the chosen is good it's called satire it's called irony in case there are some of you out there who may you know may not get uh, irony or satire and that's completely fine I know there's a lot of people out there who you know it just you know, just over their head, and that's completely fine, you know, it's satire, irony, uh, it's even sarcasm, or, you know, that's just not for everybody, some people don't like it, that, those types of things, and that's okay, that's fine, we can all disagree and, and be loving about it, as long as you don't complain to me, uh, I won't get mad at you, if you do complain to me, whoa, you're going down, son, um, I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding, uh, but, so, uh, uh, the screw tape campaign, and uh, so how this started was there were a few billboards around. I think it was the Texas area that were quote unquote defaced, and I remember uh, early in the morning. I think it was Wednesday, like last week. So I don't remember when that was. Uh, Dallas posted on Facebook. He was like, "Hey," um, or no, he wasn't like, "Hey." <laughs> he posted the link to an article. Uh, that uh, was talking about the chosen billboards being defaced, and he was like, oh, no, or something like that. Um, and I didn't think too much about it. I was like, okay, whatever. Uh, that's weird. I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, and then the chosen, later on that day, posted on their Instagram pictures of the chosen billboards being defaced, uh, and they just said hashtag chosen feedback. And uh, me, like most other fans, and again, I reside in a community of Marvel geeks and nerds who are just in the innermost circle of people who are just crazy and they uh, theorize and they speculate and they look at these tiniest little details and make it into the biggest thing uh and so i'm i'm i roll with the crazy people and so being a crazy person myself i kind of started theorizing in my head hmm, this kind of seems like a uh ad campaign because 
Well, the I mean, it's the, the it all is like the exact same font. It's kind of silly, kind of goofy. It's not something that if someone really defaced, let's be honest, in the real world, in the world that we live in, if someone defaced a chosen billboard, <laughs> they'd write the, the f word or something. I don't know, uh, something like that. Like it, it'd be it'd be like profanity or something. Um, so I was like, hmm, this seems like it's a publicity stunt, and sure enough, it was because there was a link. It, on the billboards, it would be thechosensucks.com. And uh, I went to that website. I was thinking, hmm, i got to check this out. Um, and when you go to that website, there was a link to a YouTube live stream that was going to go live in a few hours. And so I clicked and I was waiting for it. And then it happened. And as soon as it happened, I was like, yep, this is a publicity stunt. I called it. Uh, and it was, I thought it was hilarious. Or anything, I think. Yeah, I mean, when I first saw it, actually, I thought it was hilarious. I was like, what? This is insane. I, I, my mind was blown. I was like, that was really, really clever. I am super pleased with that. I am very happy about that. Like, I was I was so happy. Uh, and I was just like, that is brilliant. I, I, I can definitely get on board with that. Uh, and I was super happy about it. And then, um, with the chosen community that we live in... A lot of people didn't like that. And uh, I can understand where, you know, and there was also a lot of mis- miscommunication, too. Like, there was a lot of people who got the wrong impression from it, thought something else was happening, or thought it was actually a chosen person. Or not a chosen person. Actually, a person uh, going and intentionally trying to, you know, deface the chosen and, and uh, cause trouble. But, uh, and then they were, you know, obviously deceived, and they felt that the chosen had betrayed them. Dallas come with a big old knife and just right in the back. Uh, so a lot of people were confused and angry and frustrated, and there was a lot of mixed emotions from people, especially those who may not know how to work the internet as well. Um, no offense to anyone out there who <laughs> doesn't know how to work the internet as well. I don't know how to work the internet as well sometimes, so um, uh, I'm with you there, but... Uh, there was there was quite a few people who were upset with this, and you know it's the chosen community. People are gonna get upset about anything, and everything that the chosen does for whatever reason. Uh, and there's a lot of people who just are not pleased with the direction that this is going in. Um, and my personal thoughts on it, I can understand where a lot of people are coming from. I res- I'm not gonna sit here and be like, <laughs> you don't like it. Well, uh, your IQ must be lower below average because uh it's amazing uh i really enjoyed it i thought it was really smart and clever uh, and if you don't then that's completely fine you're completely free to disagree with me and i'm not going to get mad at you or hold it against you if we meet in person i could be like oh yeah you don't like the chosen billboard scheme i don't like you uh sucker but um i i really enjoyed it <clears throat> i i'm a huge fan of satire and irony and uh, uh, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was cool. It was it was the most clever irony that I've seen. It was more like juvenile. Um, <laughs> well, obviously, because they're portraying the devil as just kind of this immature, um, childish, you know, uh, person entity. But uh, so I was like, it's it's not the it's not the most clever satire I've ever seen. Like just profound, like really makes you think and go, wow. It's more just like you know gimmicky and like. If, uh, if satire, like, smartness was ranked in a scale, it'd be, like, on one of the easiest levels. Uh, 
It's digest. It's like the most digestible satire. Satire, at least from what I've experienced, is not usually this like, oh, okay, I get it. Perfect. Like not this blatantly obvious. And I guess they have to make it that way because of you know the people who are probably going to be watching the show. But again, this is for people who haven't seen the show yet and trying to get them engaged. Um, so I was. Uh, it's definitely like the most blatant satire, and again, that's probably the point. Uh, and I'm fine with that. So. I really enjoyed it. If you don't, that's fine. But just wanted to address it real quick. It's sort of my perspective on it. And uh, I thought it was clever. So uh, there you go on that. And so uh, we had a live stream tonight. We had a chosen live stream. We had some interviews. We had some coverage on set for like the fifth time. Um, <laughs> and we had a lot of uh, sales pitches. Sale- we had a lot of sales pitches from Dallas. Uh, as always, that's to be expected. <laughs> hey, look at this shirt. It's uh, going away soon. Okay. Uh, and there's this shirt. Go buy it now. Go buy the doormat. Go buy whatever this new merchandise item is. Oh, did I talk about this shirt? It's retiring soon. He actually did that. He <laughs> went back to the billion shirt after he had just said it like 30 seconds ago. Uh, and I feel like I was watching like an episode of uh, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse or Blue's Clues or something where I'm just shouting at the screen, You already said that! Don't say that again! Ah! Because uh, I'm ready to record the podcast. I'm ready for you to get off the air, Dallas. See ya. Um, but it, I, know, I always enjoy uh, the chosen live streams. You know, just uh, being there, hanging out, having fun, whatever you make of it. Maybe you don't like the chosen live stream. Maybe it's not fun for you. Uh, in which case I say, that's fine. Whatever. Um, but we're on the cusp of season three, guys. We finally made it. <laughs> it seems like it's been a long, long time. And it kind of has. It's been almost a year. Not quite, but almost. Uh, since we had the last episode. Not quite. Yeah, it's been like, I don't know, six months, something. It's been a few months, at least. Quite several months since we had a chosen episode. New and fresh to watch. Not counting the Christmas special. That was you had a chosen episode. That was a you know, separate thing, as part of the main show. Uh, and we're right on the cusp of getting some more, and I'm very excited about that. <laughs> I think we all are. We are extremely excited, especially you know me being a huge fan of the show, and you probably are too if you're listening. And if you aren't listening, wait. If you well, that didn't make any sense. If you aren't a huge fan of the show and you are listening, I'm not gonna harp on you this time. Usually I'm like, wow, you're you're completely a simpleton if you haven't watched the show and you're listening to this podcast today i'm gonna be a little nicer i'm in a good mood tonight um you can go ahead and watch the chosen on their free app just search up the chosen in app store or google play go to the chosen.tv if you're on a computer that's the website where i can actually watch on my computer they don't talk about that as much but if you go to the chosen.tv you can just watch on your computer or you can connect your computer or your laptop with an hdmi cable to a tv um it sounds maybe really complicated but it's not trust me it's probably less complicated than the whole casting to your tv thing um but yeah that's so that's um just go watch you watch it you can watch some episodes on youtube search up the chosen blah 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 i'm sure there's probably a very 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 tiny percentage of people who are listening that haven't seen the show but just wanted to say that i was in a good mood so Go watch it if you haven't already. But you probably have. So, uh, yeah. Huge fan of the show. Ready, ready for season three. And, by the way, if you want to um, go to my YouTube channel, I'll start leaving links in the description, like, regularly. I'll just have a, a set thing that I can just copy and paste in the description. It'll be just links to everything. The Chosen, my stuff, Instagram, Facebook. I made a Facebook page for Against the Current and the Chosen podcast. 
I, it was not that complicated. I don't know why I didn't figure it out before. I was like, oh, I can't make it. You can only make it with your name. Yeah, Eli, you're so... <sighs> Never mind. Um, but I did make an actual Facebook page for the podcast, so if you want to go follow that or like it or whatever, uh, now I have it on Facebook, and now I will reach a broader audience because of it. Uh, which, speaking of, you're almost at... We're at like, we're at like 2,000... 2,900... Uh, streams or listens or downloads or whatever you want to call them. Uh, we're on the cusp of 3,000 right on as we're on the cusp of season three. So how amazing is that? Thank you so much to everyone who has listened. Uh, the podcast is growing all the time. I think on Spotify, I'm finally, I was finally able to check uh, the other day on Spotify's native uh, podcast uh, monitoring uh, you know, website where you can monitor your podcast. I'm getting like a follower or two every day. And I haven't posted anything in a while. And the last thing I posted was just announcing the YouTube live stream. Um, so that's pretty cool. I didn't know that. Like, I've been looking at the, yeah, stats on, actually, I'm not going to tell you. But we're getting more, we're getting one every day. That's insane. I didn't know that. I'm pretty pleased with that. Uh, so continue to keep sharing with your friends. If you like The Chosen, this is just kind of a way to, you know, chillax. Hear from a fan who really likes the show and, you know, has some critiques. Uh, quite a few, probably. Knowing me, I'm a pretty critical person. Um, and I'm very protective of this show, so uh, I tend to be pretty critical of it. But that's okay. Um, we can, And if you don't agree with my critiques, then uh, you can just stop listening. I don't want you. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, that's fine. We can all com- disagree, and that's completely cool. That's passe. Um, so... Uh, yes, uh, thank you to everyone who has listened thus far, and I hope that you continue to listen. Uh, it's, we've got some exciting things coming up. But speaking of YouTube, uh, I mentioned it, and then I think I got sidetracked. But go subscribe to Against the Current A the Chosen podcast on YouTube because in the coming weeks, I'm going to be breaking down a lot of stuff, especially when the season two, uh, three trailer drops. I'm going to be doing a frame by frame breakdown of the trailer. I, I didn't have the podcast up when the first trailer for season two dropped, but I was analyzing it and I had found a lot of cool little details there that I didn't have a platform to share to the chosen community, but now I do. So when season three comes, I'll be sharing, I'll, I'll do a reaction to the trailer, I'll do a breakdown, and uh, basically everything they post after that. If they post pictures from set, I'll break those down, theorize, speculate. We've done that some on the podcast. Again, I come from the deepest uh, den of Marvel nerds, so I'm all for speculating. I'm a pretty insane person, uh, you know, mentally. I need some kind of help. Uh, so I'll be breaking everything down. I'll be reacting. And, uh, so just, you want to, you want to, I'm someone saying I can't even talk, but you're going to want to follow me on YouTube. Uh, subscribe, turn notifications on because we've got some exciting stuff coming up. So with that all the way, um, I liked the interviews with, uh, I really like George. He's hilarious. I think Australian people are just like, uh, their accents are so funny. I love the way they talk. I, uh, yeah, and I would say, and when I say their accents are so funny, I mean that in a loving way. Like they are so, I'd love, I'd love to have an Australian accent. Just the way they talk. Hey, uh, I'm George and I'm a recording from Australia, that's a, that's more British, I think. Never mind. Forget I said that. It's been cut out. I'm not going to cut it out because uh, people are going to make fun of me for it. So, no, that's there. It's staying, unfortunately, for me. Um, but, yeah, so I, I love George's accent. He's great. He's a pod, fellow podcaster. Speaking of, Dallas uh, 
Never mind. I'm not going to say that. Um, <laughs> Dallas can live in peace from my barrage of questions. Uh, but fellow podcaster, that's cool. The Act Up podcast. I haven't actually listened to George's podcast. Uh, I know. I know. I know. I can't believe myself. I'm ashamed. I know. Do a minute. But yeah, I haven't listened to his podcast yet. I plan to. I listened to the crossover episode with Jordan Ross's podcast, also a fellow podcaster. Funny that all these people have podcasts. Um, it's not that hard, guys, to make a podcast. You can make a podcast right now. Yes, you, you 60-year-old grandma, you can uh, make a podcast yourself about what it's like to be a grandma, giving away all your money to your grandkids and your kids. <laughs> um Eh, was I 100% joking? No, you could probably do that. I'd like to hear that. That'd be f- cool. Um, but, yeah, so uh, George, fellow podcaster, he had a sure mic. I, I might want to get that mic. I'm pretty sure that's the same one that Dallas has. And I've heard of that brand before. If you're not talking, you don't know what I'm talking about. The brand of microphone that uh, uh, George had on there. I've heard about that brand a lot. And uh, I was thinking about getting one because uh, the podcast, there's, there's there might be some way. Um, ways to improve, and that's fine. That's uh, not fine. That's cool. I I uh, I'm always looking for ways to improve, in hardware and equipment and you know quality of content. Um. So you know I uh, I found that interesting. You know that he had that kind of. That's a very popular brand of microphone. Like like seriously, see it all the time. Uh. But so that was a cool interview. I liked. I just liked hearing him talk. You know. Just hey, he, he 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 gave some interesting details actually. I, I kept notes this time. I'm so good at keeping notes, guys. That's not I'm not even joking. I didn't take any notes before I started watching chosen live streams and planning on doing episodes on them. Uh, but so George uh, said George mentioned a little bit more of what we know we're gonna see in season three is when they uh, the disciples start splitting off into smaller groups to go evangelize and do miracles and whatnot. Uh, he mentioned that a little bit. He talked a lot, which I really like. You know, that's that's a lot of juicy info there for us hardcore chosen nerds who are trying to figure out everything that's going on. Um, that was... Uh, he, he liked to talk. Same with Dallas. Dallas needs to just, like, stop because he's giving away the entire plot of season three. Uh, which is... I like it, but I would rather him not. Um rather find this stuff out for myself but and i mean that in a very loving way guys i I feel like i could sometimes come off with the impression that i don't like dallas but i just like to poke fun at him and uh i really respect him and i like him a lot so i just wanted to clear that up in case anyone you're being mean to dallas i can definitely tell he's exactly like me he's the type of person that loves to make fun of people but he's also loves for people to make fun of him you know it's a very loving community um so um, he uh he mentioned that little tidbit, and he also mentioned that he's going to go off and uh, go get Simon back, go bring him back to Jesus. Um, I thought that was very interesting the wording of that, which means because it's implying that Simon falls away at some point. He uh um, something happens to Simon, to where the pressures and even with I skipped over the Lada Lada interview. Uh, before, which I didn't mean to, because that was also a great interview. Um, but um, uh, that interview was also they touched a lot on Simon and Eden's relationship. It's going to be under a lot of pressure, and they're going to be, be you know kind of dragged through the mud as the season goes on, which you had already heard hints of, or at least Alice had just said 
Simon and Eden's relationship is going to get a lot more screen time on here. And now he's saying, oh, yeah, it's going to be brutal. They're going to get a lot more screen time, and it's going to be tough. They're going to be pressured and uh, tortured. I sound like, who do I sound like? Uh, I'll think of it later anyway. Um, but, yeah, so so Simon and Eden, they're going to be... They're going to be put through the ringer. I think Dallas even said that. Those were his exact words at one point, maybe. Probably not. Um, but so I, I thought it was interesting that he said, go get Simon back. Like Jesus sends George, or not George, John. <laughs> Although we all know that George plays George in the show. Uh, if you caught that reference, then um, I love you. But um, if you didn't, that's fine. And don't feel left out. But um, so he has to go bring Simon back. Interesting choice of words, considering the Simon implying that Simon probably like falls away at some point. Maybe he goes into a Simon depression and goes on a rampage. Something else interesting. So we got to talk about the uh, video where Chris and Chris go on set, and we were staring at the back of Chris's head for like a couple minutes there, just watching the back of her head walk around to the different parts of the set. And there was also some interesting tidbits uh, with the producers and James Cunningham and. Uh, assistant director and um, techies, all that stuff, uh, talking about stuff. But what was interesting is uh, Simon's house has a carpenter's like station now. That could and that could mean two things. First of all, it could mean, or no, it could mean like three or four things. <laughs> but first of all, it could mean Eden has taken up carpentry. Probably the most unlikely option. I know that sounds a little crazy, but. Since Simon is away, she probably has to find a way to pay the bills or something. So my guess, maybe that's what that is. She's taking up carpenter-ness, which is very unlikely because I don't think that's uh, that was allowed at the time for women. <laughs> Sorry, Eden. But uh, that's probably very unlikely, but hey, it's still a possibility, you know. Uh, we're okay with crazy theories here. And uh, second option might be Jesus's carpenter store from callback to season two, episode one. The guy said, the guy who Jesus fixed his cart, he was like, you should take up shop uh, or set up carpenter stuff. And he was like, hmm, interesting. And then that plot thread was kind of left hanging and it bugged me for the whole rest of the season. I'm like, okay, uh, you did that. And then you lingered on Jesus considering it and then he never did it. So what's the deal with that? Dallas. Uh, so maybe that's a continuation of that setup. Uh that hopefully you remember from season two, episode one. Um, could be that, or also it could be Simon being a carpenter or something. Maybe, I don't know. Uh, again, these are very iffy. We don't know a whole lot of detail about these scenes, but we do know that uh, the first scene they're going to be filming is the opening scene, which we know is going to be the first scene of season three, episode one. So the first scene of the entire season oh, that was a lot. Uh, is, Matthew's kind of flashback to when he first kind of right after he first took up uh, tax collecting so that'll be interesting to see um, I'm excited to see that but we know that that's, that's where they're going to be filming tomorrow uh, they mentioned it I think it was either James Cunningham or the assistant director he said oh we're we gonna do scenes between Matthew and Alpheus um, and yeah that's so, so we're gonna get that and that's interesting because i didn't know that they always like so this is actually <laughs> they're shooting the first thing of the first episode first how surprising because i didn't know that they uh, actually shot in chronological order sometimes i thought most of the time they kind of 
mix matched and shot at different points and different things like that. But no, okay. Apparently they uh, actually shoot uh, in chronological order sometimes. Interesting. Um, <clears throat> so we have that. And then we also had the interview with Lara, which was a great interview. Loved it. Uh, of course I did. Uh, we also had uh, an interview with Dallas's dad, which, by the way, they are the exact same. It is not even funny. They are they talk exactly the same way. Of course, Jerry Jenkins sounds a bit older. Sorry, Jerry. It's just the truth. Um, he said, you know, he sounds older, but other than that, they, their inflections, their way of speaking, is just exactly the same. It's it's crazy. I was like, wow, this is insane. Um, but so they they uh, they talk exactly the same, and they are exactly the same, essentially. He's watched the chosen episodes, so 16 episodes of the show, 22 times. I haven't even seen it that much, and uh, wow. Props to you, Jerry, because that's insane. And uh, I could never imagine that. Actually, I could. If I had the time, I would watch it that much, but I don't. So... Yeah, I, I can't, but if I could, then I would. Probably. Maybe. Uh, I'd really be interested to read the Season 2 novel. I'd really be interested to read the Season 1 novel, actually. <laughs> but um, specifically the Season 2 novel. Because even the little bits that Jerry Jenkins, Mr. Jenkins, read, uh, I was I was like, wow, this is pretty good. Uh, I'd, I'd be interested in reading this. Um, so we had that, and we had... Um, also the big, the big event of tonight, which is the video that they showed, uh, I think it was called called by name was the name of the, um, video. And that's, the, this is probably like one of the best things we've seen from the chosen in the live stream since like season two, episode eight, like it was pretty, uh, insane, pretty powerful, pretty moving. I won't go into uh, all the details. In the video because hopefully you've already seen it but also because um i don't want to have to rate this episode explicit so um <laughs> the monetization of, uh, um i also just i don't want to get, get i don't want things to get too emotional here like this is just you know chillax let's have some fun i do i, I really appreciate it and sometimes i question that you guys uh like listening to me for you know talk for half an hour every once in a while <laughs> i'm really like wow people want to listen to my voice that's kind of weird i wouldn't want to but okay you know whatever works for you um but yeah so the the, the video that they showed which was you know again really powerful really moving uh just really special and um i mean yeah it was just it was just very emotional very you know moving uh again i don't want to get into specifics but just a very powerful story uh, not only shows how great the chosen is but how great uh, God's love is and uh, it was a great video and I don't want to talk about it too much because <laughs> uh, it's it's a lot and it was all great but I don't want to you know discuss it in detail uh, but it was a great video and it's led me to something that I've been thinking about for a little bit now and that is like what makes the chosen so great because you have the kendrick's kendrick brothers who's awkwardly one of them is dallas's f facebook friend which i'm a little bit like Oof. 
Man, I feel bad about saying this, but um, so they, you know, they're they direct Christian movies. One in particular that I can think of at the moment is The Overcomer, and uh, I was, something I was thinking about in relation to specifically that is um, and God's Not Dead, which is another very popular Christian movie. Uh, but something I've been thinking about is like, why all of a sudden is the chosen so great and these other Christian media's not as good? Like, why? What makes it so good? It's not because it, it's not like the great acting or the great cinematography or the great music or whatever. Because uh, those do play a huge part, but they're not the like they're, they're not the deciding factor of whether it's a, a good show or a bad show or great Christian media or just mediocre Christian media. Uh, so I've been thinking about like like like, like just, just what is the reason like what is the definitive answer of why is the chosen so good? Um, I think I finally found the answer finally because um, that's I'm just yeah I've really been like questioning that for a while just like why is it so good? But why is it so much better? Like just what is the reason? And I think I found it. It's because other Christian media. And this, and this directly relates to the College by Name video that they showed or whatever the, the title was. Um, but like other Christian media, what it's, 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 it basically just boils down to it was made by essentially preachers rather than filmmakers. And what I mean by that is it's, it's trying to preach a sermon rather than tell a story. It's. It's not trying to be a movie. It's just trying to be a sermon and then film a sermon. And a lot of people, that turns a lot of people off. <laughs> like, the reason why I think a lot of people, especially, you know, like someone like the, I think her name was Megan on the uh, video, who, oh, excuse me, uh, didn't want anything to do with Jesus. And then all of a sudden they showed the show, they saw the show and they were like, hmm. Uh, there might be some appeal there is because it it it's not trying to preach to you Christians are great and everyone else is bad and um, and God is great and and just the gospel I don't know why I channeled my inner Arnold Schwarzenegger there but I did and it happened and we're moving on um, but like it, it just trying to preach to you the, like it's trying to preach to you and, and say the gospel like this is what I want you to learn learn it now and a lot of people are turned off by that like if, if you want to go watch a sermon which most people who don't know God don't want to go watch a sermon uh, then you can go do that you don't and you, when you come to a movie one of the, like the biggest things you should try to avoid in a movie is like the story being told through the dialogue of the characters um like, it's, it's like, it, it, it's, they're, they're not like filmmakers saying, hey, let's tell a story and captivate an audience and draw them in and have them connect with characters and go on a compelling journey and watch a compelling story uh, and then learn about God or Jesus or the gospel through that story. They're saying, let's preach the gospel and tell a story that we can inject the gospel into and, and blatantly say it for the audience. And I'm not saying this in the best way. Like, some of you might be a little bit confused, but 
uh, essentially what it is, it's, it's, it's showing, it's telling rather than showing. Um, it's, it's, it's not like, because one of the biggest mistakes a movie can make is specifically, I know probably most of you haven't seen this movie. Probably some of you have, but I'm not trying to make assumptions or anything, but uh, Venom 2, Let There Be Carnage. And you don't even have to see the movie to understand what I'm talking about. Uh, the movie is just essentially a monster movie. You just want to watch Venom and this other, and the villain just fight, hash it out. Um, Venom versus Carnage should be the name of the movie. And the director specifically stated that's what he set out to do. He wanted to just make a movie and watch these two entities, these two monsters, fight each other, duke it out, cause mass mayhem in a big CGI mess. And that's what you wanted to see. So uh, the rest of the movie doesn't matter as much. Uh, and so the major plot points in the movie were told through the dialogue of the characters. Uh, Eddie Brock, who's the main character, he starts out the movie and he's supposed to be down on his luck as a reporter for a newspaper uh, company and he's supposed to be, you know, not doing so well, not doing so hot and we don't see that. We don't see that he's down on his luck. His life is pretty much, you know, average and he just says, or someone says to him, yeah, you're down on your luck. You're not doing so hot, are you? And then... Um, you know, he, and then he gets, he finds this story due to this uh, serial killer or something, uh, and he, not, or something, yes, he is a serial killer, uh, and then he finds this big scoop, and then he's back on top, he's, he's, uh, he's back to a successful reporter again, and someone says that, <laughs> like, on the news, they say, Eddie Brock is back on top, um, and you don't, his life doesn't change at all, he doesn't move into a bigger house, he doesn't, you know, get back with his girlfriend or something. He just, his life continues on exactly how it was. And so they don't show you, oh, Eddie Brock's back on top, or they don't show you, oh, Eddie Brock was a loser. Uh, they just tell you that. And that doesn't make for a compelling story. That's just things are happening, and there's a string of events. Do they really tell a compelling story? No, they just happen, and it's uh, not really that compelling or moving or it doesn't make me go, oh, wow, Eddie Brock is a compelling character. I really like him, or I really invested in this story. It's just, oh, wow, this is, okay, things are happening. Why? I don't know, but they're happening. Uh, that's a that's a pretty big flaw, and the movie itself was not really that great, and that's a big reason why. Like, <laughs> the story was not compelling. It wasn't captivating. It was just characters telling you things and things happening, uh, and that's kind of the trap that a lot of Christian media falls into. They don't go, okay, let's sh tell the story that clearly uh, resembles the gospel, uh, but show it to the audience, show how it, how stories, and, and, and when you're making a movie, right? So if you, if you want to tell a story, the first thing everyone does is say, oh, I want to make a movie about it. Well, what warrants your story being a movie because what a movie? What is a movie? It's it's showing, it's filming things or animating things, and putting them on a screen for people to watch. Okay, so this is a visual media. This is this is something that you use your eyes to um, capture the story and your ears too, <laughs> because you can't just talk. But so what warrants that story being told as a movie? When if you have that much dialogue and just characters talking to each other, then why don't you just make it a book? Because a book 
is exactly what that would uh, fit into the best media form if you're just having everyone talk to each other. Uh, when you're doing a visual story in the doing the, the visual medium, you have to warrant that being a, in the visual medium. You have to show things happening instead of just have the characters say that things are happening. If someone just says, oh, the world is ending and everything's, the skies are blue, there's and everything's all keen and peachy, then you're not going to believe that it's the end of the world. They have to show apocalyptic settings or asteroids or fire or stuff falling or, or something like that. And that's when you believe that the world is ending. If 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 someone says Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior and He loves you, um, then and you're t- making a movie about that, then just point someone to the Bible or just have them go read a book on the Bible. If you're making a movie, show them that the Lord of the Rings, perfect example, Narnia. These are movies that the reason why they stood the test of time is. Uh, because anyone can identify with those movies, whether Christian or not, but you can reveal to them the story of Jesus in the gospel through the stories that those movies tell. This is a blatant example of the gospel, or in the Lord of the Rings case, the the Christian journey. Uh, And you can show them the gospel and, and show them the message through the story that it tells and through what they're watching, not what they're hearing. Gandalf doesn't say to Frodo, Jesus loves you. And Frodo says, I want to be a Christian or anything like that. They, they show the this, this story and you connect with the characters and the story is captivating. Uh, and and that's how you can you know reveal the gospel to someone. It's the same thing with the Chosen. The Chosen does that well. They show Jesus uh, you know, interacting with his followers and, and expressing his love and expressing, and when we get to the crucifixion, expressing uh, his like power over death. And it, it shows compelling characters and it creates a compelling story that you can get invested in because filmmaking and the visual medium is its number one priority. is telling an engaging story. That number second priority points you to Jesus and points you to read your Bible more because it understands that if you're trying to preach the message of the gospel, if you're trying to keyword preach the message of the gospel, then just have someone go and read their Bible. And this is the chosen is kind of spicing or uh, an appetizer per se, a really big and juicy and delicious appetizer to get you to go, you know, read your Bible, eat the main course. Uh, and so I think that's mainly what it is that makes the chosen so much better than basically all other forms of Christian media is. It shows rather than tells. It doesn't. It doesn't tell you its message. It shows it, and you can see it in these compelling characters that the creators have, or the um, crew has created, and the writers have created it, these compelling characters, rather than just having Jesus preach the gospel and then just put it on, film it, and then send it out to the world. Uh, so I think that I've finally cracked the code on why The Chosen is so great. I'm pretty proud of that. Uh, that was pretty good. Um, so I think that that's kind of, and that kind of ties into how uh, Megan, I, <laughs> I said it was going to tie in and then I didn't tie it by Megan, but now I have. Uh, Megan, I think that's how Megan, why Megan, um, you know, finally saw Jesus and came to Christ because 
the, the chosen showed her the love of Jesus and everyone says oh I identified with this character they I related to them or I saw everyone says I saw this version of Jesus or this side of Jesus that I didn't know was there and now that I see it I love you know Jesus so much more that's how I came to Christ or something see, they saw it they didn't read it in the Bible because obviously it's not there but there's hints of it there that you can draw from it but this shows how Jesus could have been in a different light. You can see it there on the screen. And the, the medium of film is such a powerful medium. Like it's, it's so much more powerful than people realize. Because it, it literally can save lives. This medium of film. A lot of people don't understand that. But it, it, it's super powerful. And uh, a lot of companies do understand that. And they exploit that <laughs> with these multi-billion-dollar blockbusters. Um, but and it's not really about you know saving lives anymore, but it's more just about making money. Uh, but the chosen is definitely not that way. No matter how many sales pitches Dallas does on the live stream, no matter how many times he tells you to go pay it forward or go to the chosen gift store, um, he still you can tell that he genuinely him and the writers and Tyler and Ryan and all of them they do genuinely care about uh, telling a compelling story and changing lives and bringing people to Christ uh, and it shows in the show and it shows up on the screen you can see it you don't hear it you don't read it you can see it with your own eyes and that's why it's it warrants it being in the visual medium Jesus will give someone a look or you can he'll do something that you can see and sort of, sort of come to your own conclusion of what's going on in his head or same thing with other characters that's stuff that you don't get in a book or in another medium that I'm forgetting exists right now there might be another one but the reason The Chosen is not a book although it does obviously have novels you know <laughs> funny funnily enough uh, but it it primarily is a show and you see what the story is trying to convey to you rather than have someone tell it to you um, so that's something that's extremely powerful and something that that is very much about the Christian media and that's why a lot of people like Megan can finally identify with Jesus or come to Jesus because they see a different side of him or see something that they never thought about before uh, because I think a lot of the reason why a lot of people don't come to Christ or don't get saved or whatever or don't want anything to do with Jesus is because of a lot of miscommunication. A lot of people have a lot of wrong ideas about the identity of Jesus. But when you see what the identity of Jesus is in the show, that's uh, how a lot of people like the person in the documentary or the video or whatever you want to <clears throat> call it. Um, that's how they, you know, come to be saved because they see it, and the, and the medium of film is so powerful that it can do that for someone. Whew, that was a lot. So, um, there you go. I am pretty tired because it's uh, pretty late at night, and I got school tomorrow. So don't worry, it's the last week of school for me. So uh, you'll begin probably some more content uh, within the next few weeks because I'll be on summer break. Uh, so wish me luck. And um, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed. If you haven't followed Against the Current and the Chosen podcast already, then you definitely should. Um, because if you love the show, The Chosen, then I think you'll really like this podcast. Uh, apparently people do like listening to me. I didn't know that was true, but apparently it is because we have 
you know, the audience is growing every week and uh, every day even on Spotify, apparently, which I wasn't aware of. And that's not even where primarily our, uh, my listens come from. I keep, keep saying our, uh, but it's really me. There's no one else involved in this besides me um, and this podcast, you know, chosen, sponsor me, Dallas, uh, social media team, anyone, crew. I, I'm perfectly willing. I'm the only chosen podcast in production right now. The chosen coming out with their own podcast soon, I know. Uh, but I'm saving these last few moments while they last because this is probably going to be one of the last episodes of the only chosen podcast in existence right now. Mm, actually, there might be a few other ones, uh, but at least like the most popular, I'm pretty sure. Because we're in the top 100 film and TV podcasts on Apple Podcasts like in the world. So that's pretty exciting. Um, but yeah, so thank you for listening. Um, and remember, I'm going to steal this from Dallas again. I'd love to steal things from Dallas, as you guys know. Uh, remember, it's not your job to feed the 5,000. It's only to provide the loaves and fish. And uh, I'll see you guys next time. Goodbye.